Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio or search for us at keyword World Talk Radio. The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to be inspired, uplifted, and motivated to greatness? It's time for Star Style. Be the star you are. With your effervescent personal growth coaches, the Oprah of the airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, and health specialist, Heather Brittany. Define your vision, discover your passion, and design your future in this power-packed hour of life-changing talk radio. Featuring authors and success experts dedicated to helping you achieve the results you deserve. Be entertained, edutained, encouraged, and empowered. Smile, have fun, and celebrate you. Explore your potential and embrace your possibilities with your hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany on Star Style. Be the star you are, starting right now. Howdy, howdy, power partners. It is party time here at Radio's Finest Program of Positive Book Talk. Star Style, be the star you are. I am Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. I knew you were there. And we are ready to help you get inspired and uplifted and help you just, you know, spread your wings and fly to greatness. We want you, obviously, to define your vision and discover your passion and learn how to design your future. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by the new teen radio show, Express Yourself, heard every Tuesday at noon on our sister station, Voice America Kids. Find out info at expressyourselfteenradio.com. And the Miracle Moment is from Richard Carlson, author of Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, and it's all small stuff. To a happy person, the formula for happiness is quite simple. Regardless of what happened early this morning, last week, or last year, or whatever may happen later this evening, tomorrow, or three years from now, now is where happiness lies. And that, you know, don't you love that, Heather? I, I love all these things because you know, it doesn't matter. I was talking to Perry Damone today, who is uh, the director of the Voice America Kids Network. He got it all started um, earlier this year, and he's just doing a great job. And we were just talking about how it, it doesn't matter what happens to us in life. It's really how we respond to it that matters. And that's the determining factor of what gives us our happiness. So hopefully we can just live in the now because that's the only thing we have, right? Exactly. Tomorrow is a mystery. I love that. I always love that. Well, our health professional, Heather... We'll be discussing the proper time for a young girl to have her first OBGYN appointment 
and what can be expected coming right up in our T for two segment. And in segment two, I am going to be featuring a tribute to daddy. As we celebrate my father's life and death, I'm going to read from my book, Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference, The Gift of Miracles. It was my dad who inspired me to write this, that book, to literally do everything that I'm doing today, from, from uh, founding the charity of Be the Star You Are to producing the television show Live Your Dreams. And so today is a great day to celebrate him. And in our third segment... You're going to find out how to have a green Christmas and give gifts from the heart. And we're going to do a homegrown holiday. So lots coming up here in our Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We are very happy that you are with us. So teaching teens to safeguard their reproductive health is critical. And the American Congress of Obstetricians and Gynecologists recommends that adolescent girls visit an OBGYN sometime between the ages of 13 and 15. Now, as we know, Heather is a reproductive care health professional as well as a teen advocate. And so, Heather, you work with teens on a regular basis. Would you give us the details on what both parents and pubescent daughters can expect for that first appointment with an OBGYN? Exactly. Well, as you just said, um, the ACOG, which is the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, um, do recommend that um, a woman comes in for her first gynecological visit between ages 13 and 15. However, it's not what you may expect. It's very, very unlikely that they would do a pelvic exam with that. And we really, um, the it's constantly changing their recommendations, but... Um, what the current status is, is when it comes to that first pelvic exam, now there is always exceptions, but the first pelvic exam, um, that first tap, uh, we don't want until age 21, and that's because the cells are so uh, fragile at this age that we don't want to be overpapping and um, getting sort of, you know, false um, results with it. Um, however, in the, the only... Um, not to say that a pelvic exam at this would not be unusual. If your daughter is experiencing, um, you know, abnormal bleeding or discharge or, or any kind of abnormal things, even without um, being sexually active, that could um, warrant for there to be a pelvic exam. So the real and what if the daughter? What if she is sexually active? And that, the second question to that is: is what if she's sexually active and her parents don't know about it? Well, how do you respond? So, so that's really the, the big thing. So one, start with the show, encourage having those conversations. But even, um, you know, if you're not comfortable with it or isn't something brought up, you want your child to have that first visit um, between 13 and 15 um, because it's really important to kind of set up a relationship with that kind of doctor. Um, if they can't tell you something, you want them to have that relationship with their doctors that they can, that they can be open and honest. And you want them um, to kind of, to, to really, reproductive health is extremely important, extremely important as a woman. Um, just, I mean, it's for your own, as well as, you know, future generations' lives. Um, and it's really important that your child feel comfortable with their doctor. If they can't share these personal things, you want to establish a relationship so they feel they can trust this doctor with them. So kind of starting, um Early, and so they kind of you can get to understand the basics and why it's really important 
um, their gyno their gynecological health. That's one thing, you know, kind of preparing your daughter. Well, Heather, uh, before you go on for that first appointment, are the parents in the room, or does the so doctor? That's exactly what I'm gonna was oh, not okay. to say. So okay. for that first appointment, you know, many things. The biggest thing is my my our our clinician when I was telling her we were doing this topic today, and she was absolutely thrilled. She said, you know, view it as your child dentist appointment, that it's really important and you want to start young, even when it's not for the major procedure. And I thought, that's great. I'm going to take that. And she said, you know, the main thing is, especially for moms or parents, because she said, you got to learn to let go. As much as you want to know what's going on in there, don't. You know, you have to establish that um, kind of separation. And a big thing is, even if you're really close with your daughter and, you can ask them, you know, do you want me to be in there? And even if she does, I'll do. it's really important that you do allow there to be some alone time just with the, uh, the doctor and your child because you want to establish a personal relationship just with them. And even though you may be your daughter's best friend, there may be things that you know, they may not want to let you know that they're thinking about being sexually active or they already are. So you have to really establish that. And even if your daughter's saying, no, I want you there the whole time, let her know, yeah, I'll be there for some things, but I'm going to let you guys, you know, talk a little bit on your own. And that will kind of give her feeling some independence that, you know, she's sort of like having a diary, something that really is sacred. Um, so really do establish that, that the parents, you know, should come, but you should not be, you know, do not expect to be in the room the whole time. It's really important to um, establish that kind of personal uh, bond, as well as, you know, letting you know if your daughter's kind of nervous about it. This this uh, first visit, as again, isn't going to be a public exam. It's really to be information. You want to make sure your child's getting accurate information and confidential um, answers uh, regarding sex, sexuality, changing your body, uh, menstruation, you know, any kind of question just regarding it, as well as um, prevention. Even if, if she is being sexually active, they want to talk about it. If she isn't, um, if she's thinking about it, starting early, letting them know all the various options, and, and it's really also to educate, delay sexual activity if they haven't, to educate themselves on their own body, and potentially if she is already sexually active, we want to make sure um, you know, that we're getting the most information so that we know we're you know, to be doing those um, screens for sexually transmitted infections or treatments. I have a, a quick question here. Yeah. Assuming, okay, so the daughter goes in on her own. Let's say that she's 13, and um, unbeknownst to the parent, she is sexually active. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, and the parent is either in denial or doesn't know, or there is a problem. Let's say that some, there is the the doctor notices some problem. Is the doctor under any obligation to talk to the parents? What happens in the case of, you know, something? Maybe there is a disease involved, or um, the OBGYN sees that there might be some abuse or something going on that is, you know, some kind of inappropriate behavior. Well, there's, always, there's, you know, there's. There's confidence, patient confidentiality, and HIPAA laws. Um, you know, it's, it's privacy protection for for patients for confidential information. But there are just as all things, um, sort of like with psychologists, that they can't share information. But if you ever say you're going to hurt yourself or hurt others, um, if they notice abuse, and again, um, 
you know, stop, you can't just, you know, see a bruise and automatically assume that someone, you know, they must be beaten, you know, they could be because they play sports. Finding out the information, you know, if they see anything wrong, um, they want to talk with the patient first, but if there is lead to that, you know, if there's, has been rape, incest, or any kind of physical or sexual abuse that is reportable and um, not necessarily parents, but by law. Um, when it comes, all their treatment procedures are confidential. However, if they're there with a parent and they're going through the parent's insurance, but the doctor may not be sharing this information with the parent, your insurance company will because it will be showing you what is being billed for. So um, the... The doctor, you know, unless, you know, if they're concerned of something not as, you know, your daughter has chlamydia, something that, you know, I, I felt, you know, a lump or something, they'll want to talk with you about that. But in relation to, you know, the, the, the client says, you know, the, the patient who's 14 says, yes, I'm being sexually active. I want to go on birth control. I don't want to talk to my, I don't want my mom to know. Of course, you know, we always want to encourage parent communication. The doctor is not obligated to talk to the parent. She's more going to talk with the child about starting this relationship. Um, but, however, if they're there um, on your on the parent's uh, dollar and their parent's uh, insurance company, even though the doctor may not share this information with them, your insurance company will show you what is being billed for. Um, again, if a parent is bringing, you know, if you... Um, are realizing, you know, beyond just even sexual activity of just women's health, of taking your daughter to this first visit, start this conversation. Start now. You know, open, be, make sure you're, you want, you want your child to be, um, you want to be that person your child's confiding in. And it's fantastic that they're confiding in the doctor, but you should be somewhat aware of these things. Denial, you know, is nothing but a river coming. Just always just kind of think, my child is going to be sexually active. Sexuality starts at birth and ends with death. It's everything. And always thinking to positiveness. I was reading an article recently about menstruation. Talk started, you know, at a young age. You know, we always talk about sexual, you know, sexual activity and this and that and where babies are coming. But menstruation, that first period can be um, exciting as well as traumatizing for many young girls. Some people who don't have those talks with parents and maybe having their period and be very traumatized. They don't understand what's going on. They hear yeah, rumors. They if they haven't had the talk, it is going to be traumatizing, no doubt about it. I mean, it's yeah. really, it's really important. Um, I think that's why to you know to open that communication exactly. with the parent, and then also to have the fallback of the physician. Yeah, and we say you know, kind of have a positive period talk. You and know, it's really. It's a, for a lot of, it's sort of, um, you know, uh, psychologically they're not there yet, but, um, physically it's, it's your body saying you are able to bear children. Now, menstruation can start for some girls as young as 10 up to 16. I mean, there really is no perfect age for it. Um, and like you're talking, you know, really that's a big thing for a lot of young girls of that sort of, am I different? You know, that, um, some people develop and change very quickly, sometimes at later ages, but letting them know all the information as well as discussing the sanitary sides of it. Um, you know, pads, tampons, not to get too graphic for some of our listeners, but that's a really important thing. You want to explore all those aspects so when this does come, it's not an alarming thing that they know what 
supposed to come with it. What is, you know, what is normal, what isn't normal, that it isn't something that they feel bad about it. You know, if you cause, call it, you know, the curse or this, you're telling me to get a bad um, thought about it and think what they have is, is something bad. So make it as a positive thing that maybe it's not um, the most comfortable time, but it's an important part of being a woman. It's a, it is something that it should definitely reflect in, in a positive way. And if you have all the information um, and tools to kind of get, get by with that as well. And, and that's something, you know, um, hopefully that, uh, you know, they can confide in the doctor that you choose from. And make sure, um, you know, it's a doctor that they feel comfortable and necessary. It's not going to be um, their pediatrician. Make sure, you know, does your child feel more comfortable with male doctors, female doctors, younger, older? You want to make, because this is sort of a vulnerable um doctor kind of talking that you want them to have a good relationship and you want to make sure they feel most comfortable. So be able to kind of find out what's going to make your child feel comfortable so that this can be a good impression. So for future years when they're searching out their own doctor, um, you know, they don't have bad reminiscence or thoughts of, you know, the doctor they had that was judgmental and told their mom, you know, they want make it a really safe environment for your kids. Well, this is all fabulous information for all parents with young girls out there and for the young girls. And, of course, if you don't have a private OBGYN at the moment or you want to go to a, a public facility, Planned Parenthood is a wonderful resource. And what is the website for Planned Parenthood, Heather? You can just go to plan.org, and that's a nationwide one. And, and you can just type in any of your states or your area, and, they can, and it will uh, route to the closest one in your, uh, in your local area. Okay, great information. Thank you, as always, for bringing us health tips here on Star Style, Be The Star You Are. Would you give out the websites, please? Most definitely. We want you to go to BeTheStarYouAre.org, BeTheStarYouAre.com, BothCarmenClunches.com, both of the K. Well, excellent. And when we come back from break, we are going to do a tribute to Daddy. So thank you for staying with us. Keep listening. We'll be back in just a bit. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And this is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We'll be right back. Be the star you are. The star you are. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite World Talk Radio show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Do you know how to become a born leader? Leadership is earned. It is not something you were born with or a title that comes with a job. Leadership doesn't just happen. It is learned and earned. To become a leader, you need to develop essential traits. A few of the characteristics of leaders include uncompromising integrity and a desire to always do the right thing. Energy and enthusiasm, as well as a love for the work at hand, are necessary. Leaders must be goal-oriented and have the courage to work to make those goals a reality. Leaders surround themselves with great and smart people and encourage the people under their care. Leaders never stop learning because they know that learning transforms to earning. And here at Be The Star You Are, we have a motto. To be a leader, you must be a reader. 
Read, lead, succeed. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits and pick up a copy of our award-winning books at starstyleradio.com. Click on store. Looking for unique, one-of-a-kind gifts for the special woman in your life? The Carmony Collection creates handmade handbags, clutches, candles, and canvases from vintage and recycled fabrics, bangles, and beads. Be eco-friendly and fashionable with prices for all pocketbooks. Visit www.carmonycollection.com. That's Carmony with a K and Collection with a K. Or call 925-785-7827. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Get a positive prescription for living and discover a cure for adversity when you make a difference in the lives of others by donating to Be The Star You Are, a 501c3 top-rated charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth through increased literacy, positive media, and tools for living. www.bethestarur.org All donations are tax-deductible. www.bethestarur.org Be the lucky star This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR, 925-377-STAR. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Be the star you are. You are the star. Get ready to be inspired, entertained, and motivated to greatness with positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Turn up the volume. Tune in to the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, back to the program with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. It's true. You find all that you need in a light that shines. Welcome back to Star Style. Be the star you are. I am Cynthia Bryan, and I am the host of this show. Horace in 65 uh, B.C. said, Happy is he who, like men in early days, tills his father's fields, when autumn has from the soil put forth its head with mellow fruit adorned, how he delights to cull the grape that rivals the purple dye. And that always, I have always loved that because my father was a farmer and also a, a grape grower. He was out in his fields. We always said that he stood alone in his fields. And that was something that um, was important. He taught me everything that I feel that I know. He was a leader, a mentor, my champion, just such a wonderful, wonderful person. And I I wrote about him. I started by writing a story when he first became ill that was called Fight for Your Life. And it was really one of the very first stories that I wrote for publication that got picked up by a magazine that launched my career as a writer. And basically, since this time, 
everything that I've done in my life is really in memory and in tribute to my father who set the, who set the record, who set the pace for me and helped me realize that my mission in life was to help other people find their mission, to help them find their purpose, to help them find their passion. He led by example. He loved his family. He felt that he had lived a very fulfilled life because he had been loved, had loved, and had been able to work in a profession that was his passion, which was a farmer. So this is a story that is called The Gift of Miracles. It is from my book, Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference. And it's actually one of the most difficult chapters for me to ever read when I'm at a book signing or at a conference or when anybody asks me to read it. It's just so dear to my heart. But in tribute and in honor of the great life that my dad left as a a very um, a man of his word and a, a role model, I want to read it for you today. Frederick Faust wrote, There is a giant asleep within every man, and when the giant awakes, miracles happen. When the phone rang, I was preparing for the next drama class I was to teach at the Academy of Performing Arts. It's cancer, my sister said. There is absolutely nothing that can be done to save Daddy. The doctors told him to go home, drink his best wine, and enjoy his last three weeks. What? I was shaken and angry. How could these doctors predict this? This was my daddy, whom I adored and worshipped. My father can't possibly have cancer. He's a farmer. He's healthy. He's robust. He's always eaten fresh, fresh fruits and vegetables that we grew ourselves. His one indulgence was a glass of red wine at dinner made from the grapes from his own vineyards. He works the farm daily in the fresh air, getting plenty of exercise. My mind reviewed all the special moments I had shared with Daddy. I was the oldest of five children, growing up on a farm that boasted grapes, walnuts, cattle, and kids. My parents worked from 5 a.m. when the first rooster crowed until 7 p.m. when the last lamb had been put in the barn. My father taught us the value of hard work and the pride it reaped. I can still hear him in the morning, whistling happily and announcing, Wake up, sleepyhead. It's a beautiful day. He would lift us onto the caterpillar tractor to plow the fields with him. In the springtime, he'd find baby jackrabbits whose mothers had been killed, and he'd stop the tractor, put the bunnies in his coat pocket, and bring them home for us to nurture until they were old enough to fend for themselves. He'd pile all seven of us in the willy jeep, and he'd drive straight up the hill to the picnic grounds. Being with Daddy was better than being at Disneyland. He cried on my wedding day and at the funeral of my 16-year-old brother. He was our tower of strength. He was only 63 years old, madly in love with my mom after 42 years of marriage and grandfather to 11 treasured grandchildren. I determined right there and then he was not going to die, at least not now. I decided to take charge. There were the, these were the days before the Internet, so my research was accomplished the old-fashioned way at the library. I checked out every book on cancer. I bought resources by many authors, including Dr. Bernie Siegel, Gerald Jampolsky, Shakti Gwain, and Dr. Wayne Dyer. I called everyone asking for help. 
Then the miracles began. One friend told me about the 800 cancer hotline. Another told me about cancer societies, the physician's data query, which is known as PDQ, research centers and medical schools. I studied laughter therapy and was encouraged by the work of Norman Cousins, the best-selling author of the book Anatomy of an Illness. Our first miracle occurred when my girlfriend Eileen was able to schedule a private appointment free of charge with the renowned laughter guru. I can see you are a winner. You can beat this, proclaimed Mr. Cousins. We began our own therapy of positive thinking, mind over matter, and laughter. And every day I sent my dad a funny joke to give him a good bellied laugh. Love and laughter replaced the doom and gloom. We found experts who agreed that my father's cancer was treatable with surgery. But then the real fight began. His insurance carrier refused to pay for any tests or surgery. After several conversations with various insurance officers, I asked why coverage was refused and was told that they felt it was too expensive to try to save a dying man, especially a farmer. I was absolutely astounded. I called the CEO and read him the press release I had prepared, indicating that his company decided to play God and take the life of a, quote, simple farmer because it would save the insurance company money. It was a portrayal of David versus Goliath, and the CEO knew his company didn't stand a chance of winning any sympathy by battling us in the press. Approval for the procedure was granted. Knowing the power of these huge conglomerations, I reckoned that was another miracle. The night before surgery, we met with the medical team. They agreed to allow a tape recorder in the operating and recovery rooms that would play words of encouragement. We created special tapes, we sang funny Italian songs, and we reassured Dad of our love. And when we arrived at the hospital, Dad had already been taken into surgery. My mother went into a panic, fearing that without the tapes of our voices, that Daddy would die. Well, the the nurses didn't know how to get the tape recorder into the operating room, so I did something I had only seen in the movies. Wearing my green sweat clothes, I placed my pager on the outside of my pants, I grabbed a mask and rubber gloves from a utility closet. I marched into the surgical center as if I belonged. And with an air of authority, I calmly handed the surgical assistant my boom box with five cassettes. She was set up, and Dad had another miracle. He was released from the hospital a week ahead of of schedule, and he lived happily and healthily with my mom on the farm for three more years. He went to work and was busy as ever, plowing the fields, mending fences, whistling in the morning, and, of course, saving the bunnies. He still had his glass of homemade red wine every day, and I still sent him a daily joke. The fact that Daddy lived three more grateful years instead of three weeks was a miracle, a miracle that he created because he fought for his life. Then one day, an early November day, the cancer reappeared with a vengeance. It was time to renew our grape contracts with the winery so mom would be secure for the following harvest. For seven years, a destructive drought raged throughout California. The reluctant representative of the winery told dad that the winery wanted to be fair. However, in reality, the vineyards may be all dead by next year if the drought continues. Dad responded confidently, Don't worry, when I get up there to heaven, I'm going to open the floodgates, and you're going to have so much rain, you won't know what to do with it. The vintner 
signed an equitable contract, and my mom felt some relief. I knew we were facing Dad's final days on this earth, but I didn't give up hope for one final miracle. And when I asked my dad what more I could do for him in this life, he held my hands and said, I am dying a peaceful and a happy man. For 45 years, I loved the woman I married. We had five fabulous children and 11 grandchildren, and I was a passionate farmer. I got up every day, and I fed people. I have lived my dreams. He added that he would have enjoyed speaking with the author that he so admired, Dr. Bernie Siegel, whose book, Love, Medicine, and Miracles, had offered inspiration throughout his illness. And without thinking, I retorted, Dad, you'll speak to Dr. Siegel, I promise. And then I left the house wondering, how was I going to make Dad's last wish on this earth a reality? I didn't know Dr. Siegel. I didn't know anybody who knew Dr. Siegel. I didn't even have an address or a contact number. That night, I wrote an impassioned plea to the publisher, which I had found inside the jacket cover of Bernie's book. And I overnight mailed the letter to New York. With hope in my heart and a prayer on my tongue, I turned my efforts to helping the family cope. Dad died as he had lived, in harmony and with dignity. He died in my arms, on his farm, in his room, overlooking the vineyards that he had tended with love for almost 50 years. And his last wish was granted. Dr. Bernie Siegel telephoned on his last day on this earth. And although Dad was comatose, I whispered in his ear that Bernie was on the phone. Daddy awoke and listened with that smile we cherished while Dr. Siegel led him in a resplendent visualization. Dad thanked Bernie as tears streamed from everyone's eyes. Another miracle had occurred. Dad told us that he loved us, and he died. And as Dad had predicted, it began raining less than an hour after his death, and it did not stop until the day of his funeral. And then the sun shone brightly on the many hundreds of people who had gathered to celebrate the life of this simple farmer. The love my dad had planted and nurtured throughout his lifetime was reaped and harvested at his death. Miracles do happen to those who believe in them. And as a postscript, Dr. Bernie Siegel penned the foreword to my award-winning book, Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference. And he continues to be an influence in my life. I affectionately call him Big Daddy, and he refers to me as his California chosen daughter. Another miracle continues. And Bernie has been a guest on this show many times. And with this, I just want to say thank you, Daddy, for all the years of being the star that you are and for helping me be the woman that I am, have become, and will still continue to be. To all the daddies in the world and the mothers too, blessings and love and remember to believe in miracles. When we return from break, we will be doing a homegrown holiday and help you have a green Christmas. I am Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. And I will be right back. Stay with us.
you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take World Talk Radio on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you a teenager with lots to say but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star-style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7888. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com You can be the star you are. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women families, and youth. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. BeTheStarYouAre.org Be the lucky star you you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop take world talk radio on the go and listen anywhere get our mobile app for iphone blackberry or android at the apple itunes app store blackberry app world or android market be the star you are you are the star turn up the volume grab a seat and get ready to be challenged inspired and motivated to greatness it's power party time on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with your hosts, the mother-daughter dynamic duo, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Well, again, thank you so much for staying with us here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, a show brought to you by Be the Star You Are charity, which is a 501c3 dedicated to increasing literacy, increasing positive media like this radio show and our new teen show, Express Yourself, and offering concrete tools for living a life of meaning and purpose. The charity is supported solely by your generous donations. So keep our endeavor on the air by making a tax-deductible contribution today. You can go to btsya.com or bethestarur.org. And all, again, all contributions are tax-deductible. And, it, of course, it is the season of giving. And this is a great time to, you know, make that final year-end contribution to a charity. You can make it very easy by doing it on PayPal, or we can take credit cards or check. If you want to send a donation, you can send it to Be The Star You Are, P.O. Box 376, Moraga, California, 
888-646-9456. Also wanted to announce to you that uh, if you want to get any copies of my books or a copy of the award-winning book, Be the Star You Are, which was a motivational um, book of the year winner, 99 Gifts. You can get these four uh, gifts and go to starstyleradio.com and click on the store. And right there you can order the books and uh, get them autographed. So starstyleradio.com and click on store. Another reminder is the 8th Annual Essay Contest, sponsored by U.S. Bank, is in full swing right now. And you can win um, dollars. There's big dollars for the winners. You will also get an interview right here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. You'll be published in our Star Searcher Express newsletter and at bethestaryouare.org and at our new site, btsya.com. And if it's a team that wins, you'll also get an interview on Express Yourself Teen Radio. So really lots of fun things. But there are two topics this year. And last year, it was a teenager that won, a 19-year-old teenager from Pennsylvania. So it's open to anyone anywhere in the world. Topic one is called The World at Your Fingertips. It's technology allows people to access and do so much more than ever imagined, and how has it changed your life? Is it better or worse? And the second topic that you can do is called Hear Me Out. If you got something to say, then say it. And what does it mean to express yourself so that others actually hear you? So uh, one is, you know, express your opinions, and but both of them are writing an essay. You can find out more information at bethestarur.org or btsya.com, or feel free to email me, Cynthia, at bethestarur.org. So have fun with the essay contest, and good luck. We know that you probably want to win, so this would be a great thing for you. Well, a homegrown holiday. Now, what would be a Christmas, Hanukkah, or Kwanzaa gift suggestion? This, I think this is, the, these are the best things. To your enemy, forgiveness. To an opponent, tolerance. To a friend, your heart. To a customer, service. To all, charity. To every child, a good example. And to yourself, respect. So the season for holiday gift gathering began in our family when I was living on the farm and on the ranch in the summer. It was then that we would we'd pick the peaches and pears and apricots and berries and a cornucopia of vegetables to can to give to friends and relatives for the Christmas season. My sisters and I would gather wildflowers and colorful leaves, and then we would press those between wax paper, which would create our own version of stained glass windows. When November rolled around, we would decorate the jars, adding our hand-drawn labels, and in December, the baking would begin. We'd gather these wooden boxes and we would fill them with candied and savory walnuts from our trees, wine from our grapes, preserves from our orchards, eggs from our chickens, garlic, tomato sauce from our garden, and spiced cookies from our imagination. And then after collecting miniature pine cones from around the yard to mold into reusable ornaments, the packages were festooned with fanciful yarns, colorful ribbons, and a hearty greeting to be delivered with a smile. And every recipient's gift was specifically designed with 
uh, them in mind with items that we knew they would enjoy. So it made us feel as jolly as St. Nick himself. Now, over the years, commercialism has taken over the season of giving. And it's just so easy to zip into a store to purchase presents and to have them wrapped and shipped. It's even less hassle to go online these days in order to order something for everyone on Santa's list. But somehow I am still drawn to the love, to the thought, and to the sweet individuality that handcrafted gifts exude. And I have to take a drink of water, so just hold on just for a second. Needed that water. I'm talking too much, and this is and, and this is the land of listening, right? <laughs> anyway, I what I really love doing is I enjoy meandering through my garden, contemplating the gifts that are hidden within its boundaries and its branches. And I think to myself, I mean, who's going to be the fortunate beneficiary of these heavenly delights? So with the return to the earth movement in full swing, this December is the right time for you to employ a personalized homegrown holiday. Instead of cutting down a tree, why don't you start by purchasing a living evergreen that you can save in the pot for next year? Or if you have the space, plant for posterity. What about plant giving the gift of planting a tree for someone? You can plant trees in other countries as a gift, or you can give the gift of a tree to let someone plant it in their garden. You can also let nature's winter wardrobe of berries and boughs inspire your holiday decorating. Evergreen trees with colorful berries include Chinese holly with yellow berries. English holly has red berries. North American native red cedar has a fragrant foliage and it has these beautiful frosty blueberries. And Brazilian pepper tree with has these red peppercorns that are really piquant and they are good in cooking. I actually put them in my pepper grinder and grind them on salads and pastas, etc. A deciduous Maryberry tree that bears pink and aqua-colored fruits is the pistache. And this is a favorite food of squirrels, birds, and turkeys. If you have pines, redwoods, or other conifers in your yard, cut some of the branches to weave into wreaths, centerpieces, and garlands, along with pine cones, dried flowers, mushrooms, or other natural reeds. And you can decorate your outdoor trees with strings of popcorn, cranberries, and rose hips that the birds will enjoy. Now, if you haven't thrown out the pumpkins that were not carved, your uncarved pumpkins from Halloween, and you still have whole pumpkins, instead of throwing them out, get a, a can of spray paint. I, sp I spray paint my pumpkins gold and silver and bronze and I use them to decorate around my front door and I get a, a, a large uh, container that I fill with cut branches and some pine cones and I put these the little uh, spray painted pumpkins in it attach an angel and put a little bit of garland and it is it's a very very pretty entrance to a front door. Now, while poinsettia and paper whites, jams, jellies, and other kitchen treats are always welcome, here are a few trouble-free gift-giving ideas that are inspired by the garden. And I hope that you might utilize some of these. You can make holiday napkin rings from bendable twigs, fragrant potpourri, bay leaf garlands, rose petal sachets, lavender bath salts, aromatherapy oils, apple clove pomanders, 
herbed olive oil, pine cone fire starters, pressed flower greeting cards, seed catalog journals, grapevine wreaths, herbal teas, infused vinegars, potted candles, terrariums, forced bulbs and glass vases, seeds from your favorite specimens, and uh, birdseed balls. Now, if you don't know how to make any of these and you're saying, okay, Cynthia, you might be creative, but I, you know, I have two, uh, two left thumbs and I don't know how to make any of this. Let me tell you, all of these are really simple and you can get um, how-to lessons any place on the Internet or there are many good books out there that give you step-by-step on what to do. And Or you can also go to your garden center to get some really great garden offerings, such as high-quality tools, uh, garden aprons, solar lights, uh, pots and containers, indoor plants, wind chimes, botanical art, gazing balls, garden books, bird baths, bird houses. Or, you know, one thing I want to recommend, because it's always a great seller, is pick up a copy Actually, you should email me for a copy or go to the Star Style store um, and buy a copy of Chicken Soup for the Gardener's Soul to add to your basket of goodies. It's still a bestseller. And if you love nature, you know, you can get an autographed copy. So go to StarStyleRadio.com and go to the store there and um, get an autographed copy. And then besides these handmade riches that, uh, you know, that I make, the other things that I have liked to receive, people always say, what do you like to receive? Well, of course, I love anything that's handmade, and I've, I have treasured, as most parents do, anything that my children have made for me over the years. You know, I, I wish I'd even framed more of their art when they were little, so all of you out there who have toddlers and young children who are really into being creative, make sure to hold on to all that massive of things. I have a girlfriend who didn't have children that I sent her a lot of my kids' art and she literally framed everything and has it in has her living room was all my children's art from when they were kids and it's just it's terrific. So you know those are great gifts. But some of my favorite gifts of the years and I don't want you to laugh but this is true have included bales of hay, soil, shovels, plants, pruning shears, gardening gloves, buckets, fertilizer, uh Garden hats, a great one was a chainsaw, a shredder, uh, bird baths, fountains, and just about anything that you could use in the garden because that is my, it, gardening is just one of my passions. And, you know, I, I always laugh because I think Pomona, the Roman goddess of fruits, would be as delighted as I am with the bonus of homemade pastries and jams and pie filling and condiments when, when uh, your friends might have orchard or fields or even a tree or two i have chickens and i sell my eggs and one of my egg customers last year gave me this beautiful jar of pie filling from her apple trees and it was absolutely delicious and i loved it and even though i grow apples and make pies it was so fun to have something from a client's tree and it was just wonderful so you know for a ho 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 holiday sparkle you want to plant memories and grow green with aesthetically pleasing gifts and the best way to find these is to go into the garden and make them yourself and really give the gift that is from your heart and it shows that you care and that you want to share another quote i have always loved henry ward beecher said that gratitude is the fairest blossom which blooms from the soul so 
as we move on through this season of grace, gratitude, and glory with Christmas, Hanukkah, and Kwanzaa, and we drive through the neighborhoods and we see the gardens illuminated and bedecked and bedazzling that ushers in this favorite time of year, we have to remember that December is a time for reflection, for rest, for regrouping with our loved ones. It's time to treasure the short days and the long nights by bringing a bit of nature indoors with branches of evergreens and berries and persimmons and pomegranates. And, you know, to make a pot of herbal tea, curl up by the fire with a good book and savor the season of giving with the people that we love most. For some tips, this week I have been um, planting a garden. And this is something, this is another one of the careers I do is I am a, a, a garden designer and, um, and a garden columnist. In fact, you can read my, my uh, garden columns that are called Digging Deep, Gardening with Cynthia at the La Mirinda Weekly, where I give garden tips. But if anyone is even wanting a budget garden, I just planted one this weekend, which was really fun, where we um, designed the garden and then then I went to a, um, a big a home center, p- picked out all the plants that were within the budget, and planted everything so that it'll be beautiful for the holiday season. And it was really, you know, inexpensive and took a bare vacant lot and turned it into something magical. So here are a few tips that you can do right now this December, almost anywhere you are in the United States or in the world, just, you know, adjust it for your climate. So you want to be green, first of all, by buying a living Christmas tree that can grow in splendor because artificial trees are non-recyclable and they are non-biodegradable. Keep your tree fresh longer if you buy a cut tree by placing the freshly cut trunk in a bucket of water before placing it in a tree stand. And then you want to water daily and do not put floral preservatives in the water. You can brighten the holidays with uh, some breathtaking blooms of amaryllis. And they are available in so many colors and they'll bloom for six to eight weeks after planting in a, a source that has light. They like light. You can dress your plants for the holidays with red berries and glossy leaves gleaned from the garden. You want to increase your concentration at this time of year and flowering green by adding some flowering greenery around your home and also by taking a walk out in nature, whether it's a walk in your yard or a walk, you know, um, in a park somewhere. If you have room to build a bat house for our endangered insect eaters, this would be a great thing because next summer each bat will eat over a thousand mosquitoes in an hour. And don't forget about our great friends, the migrating birds, hummingbirds, and butterflies, and they will benefit from feeder feasts if you still have any of your uh, drifts of perennials, such as fuchsia, honeysuckle, and asters. Leave them in your garden as a landing pad so that they can have some dinner. That is important. Remember to rejuvenate your soil by planting cover crops of fava beans and vetch and alfalfa, clover, or even mustard. It'll add nutrients for next season and because this is a green manure. And shelter your frost-tender plants by wrapping them with burlap. I also wrap mine with dog pillows. It does. It works just great. A, you know, another way to brighten your holiday is with some American botanical art. Before there were plant patents, there was plant portraits. 
And you can prolong the freshness of trimmings indoors by keeping your pots away from heat and out uh, and give them some direct sunlight. So marvel at this wonderful time of year. Celebrate, give gifts from the garden, watch the love grow, plant seeds of gratitude for the gift of life. Reuse, refresh, recycle, rejuvenate, and rejoice. And we wish everyone a splendid home, green holiday of celebration and gratitude for all the blessings that have been bestowed on us. And we will be reconnecting with you next week. Keep flourishing because flourishing is a result of your calling and fully expressing who you are and what you are to the world. If you want to make a difference, give back. Remember, be the star you are. Be the star you are. Dot org is where you can make a contribution. For more information about Star Style, visit star-style.com. If you want to book a consultation or coaching, the phone number is 925-377-STAR. And as you go out in the day-to-day, remember that no one has ever walked this earth with your exact combination of indoor, inborn, and acquired strengths, weaknesses, skills, talents, frailties, and experiences. You are one of a kind. You are you, and you have the power to love yourself and be the person you were meant to be. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, and motivate. So cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And please read a book this week because a book is like a garden in your pocket. And until next week when we celebrate again, my name is Cynthia Bryan, and I thank you and encourage you to be the star you are. Thank you for tuning in every week for the Power Hour on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Our goal is to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to reach for the stars and shine brightly. For further information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. You're invited to our Power Party next week and every week right here on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel with the dynamic duo, the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, our health hero, Heather Brittany, and the pioneers on the planet. We'll pour more champagne for the spirit with positive, uplifting, life-changing radio. Until we play again, be the star you are. You are.